Miami's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, not because of the race itself, but because of uh, America, uh, right. the ultimate right. race in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's let's just start that. What's welcome to the Rocket Men podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Levine. As always, I'm joined by. It's Major Dunn, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, hey. welcome to Rocket Men. We are the Rocket Men, uh, mm. and we're here to get you caught up on everything F1 from from last week's race at Baku, which I would call Ooh. a thriller. It had its moments. Uh, uh you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was thrilling. You know what the thrilling part was? Me getting up at yeah. nine thirty and seven a.m. in uh, during a weekend. I think that was like the most exciting part of the uh, of the weekend was yeah. people wondering if I was going to get up for it. Yeah, the exciting uh, part was was wondering like I, I like to when I'm that tired, I like to just pretend I'm driving. Be like, all right, if yeah. can I make it through this race without falling asleep at the wheel? I actually am. I would like to. I think that a lot of people think Nick DeVries keeps on crashing because he's bad at racing. I just think he's bored. Yeah. I think that he's thinking of <laughs> of all the fun he could be having in IndyCar uh, <laughs> right yeah. now. If it wasn't for this, uh, I mean, yeah, Baku. If we want to talk about Baku, uh, just up top, uh, two things we should probably cover with this. Um, the first is we'll just do like regular results. As you know, Sergio Perez won. Uh, fascinating thing about him is that he is. Six points behind Max Verstappen, uh, as if I'm not mistaken, yeah. in the driver's standings. And holy shit, we could be gearing up towards a Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen, you know, kind of, you know, I still, I, we're obviously early. We're only four races into this thing. But, you know, Drew, do you think that over the next, like, you know, 10 races, is Sergio Perez going to keep it within the six or is Max Verstappen going to be a little baby uh, and, you know, start kind of like throwing his will around at Red Bull? Yeah, I don't know if he start if he starts throwing his will around, it'll be kind of funny because Perez will be the only driver ever to get fired for winning races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he will get in it's trouble. Bullshit, with he's winning for, for winning too much. <laughs> it's such a weird situation that at Verstappen, like it's it's just so interesting because if there's any, if I am Red Bull, I'm also probably starting to give more attention to Perez because. Red Bull is not a sympathetic character. Red yeah. Bull is fucking Darth Vader this year. Right. Max Verstappen is Darth Vader. Sergio Perez is the only thing that people like on Red Bull. So if, if I'm Red Bull, I am making sure that Sergio Perez at least has a shot. You know, obviously Max Verstappen can run away with this at any point. But Red Bull should be making sure that Perez is at least in the running for as long as he could possibly be. Yeah. Worst case scenario, a Red Bull upset this year? is something that nobody could have predicted, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it goes to show, I mean, even this last, this whole last race weekend kind of showed how, I mean, Verstappen felt almost invincible and unbeatable in these first three races yeah. where he's just ahead by a half a minute for most of these races. Uh, you know, go coming out of qualifying P16 and still finishing first place, you're like, okay, so he's just going to win the whole thing. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, no one's even going to have a chance. And then turns out, the, it is a lot of the car, you know? I mean, this car is fucking fast, man. I mean, the fact that Perez was able to maintain a two, almost three-second lead on Max throughout the entire yeah. race with both of them in pretty clean air, like, uh, is pretty insane. Um, in a hard track also. Yeah, Baku, on a hard track. with I mean, both of them, no like, grip. touched the wall at least once at, at one point or another. Like... Yeah, it, it could have easily gone uh, another way. One mistake, and all of a sudden, Verstappen's right on top of him. But yeah, it, it was pretty insane to just watch that 
balance happen for Perez. So it will be interesting to see how Red Bull manages this. I think they are still going to try and put Max on winning strategies over Perez and really force him to like, I mean, if you want to beat the world champion, you have to really beat him. So they're not going to make it easy for him to do that, I think. But fucking A, man. It it definitely makes things more exciting where if Mercedes isn't going to get their shit together and Ferrari can get pole positions but not win a race, then uh, why not a little inter-Red Bull competition to keep that first place spot a little spicy so it's not just two bulls running away with it the whole time? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good segue into the next part of this, which is like Charles Leclerc came number three, and then Fernando Alonso, uh, number four, and then Sainz, Hamilton, and Stroll. Let's talk about Leclerc. Uh, okay. I, the only thing that's really standing out to Leclerc right now is, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Lance Stroll is one point behind him and Russell. Wow. Uh, wow. Which is fascinating considered wearing, considering where Charles Leclerc was. Uh, or sorry, 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 let me say that again. Charles there's no letters it's mostly just uh all vowels and a little bit of vowels it's emotion i he uh you know what's interesting is it with him is that he came off his uh spotify debut yes he wrote a sad song about uh just a piano no lyrics uh, which is, in a lot of ways, is the deepest lyric of all. Is the Absolutely lyrics Absolutely uh, called wild. it Australia twenty three, uh, and God, I, I do you think he's gonna? He's got to write a happy one now, right? That's what I was hoping. I was hoping he's like a prolific enough songwriter to be like, all right, here's how I felt about this race. He comes out with like some hard rock ballad or something. Then he comes out with something a little more K poppy later when he's feeling really good and and celebrating. Like, yeah. I would love that, dude. If he just starts coming out with a song, uh, some sort of mood-setting song for each race. I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> how much time does this guy have on his hands, man? Everyone else is stuck in simulators. He's out here fiddling <laughs> around on the piano during that three-week break. That's insane. I like to... Th- I, it, within that line, I would like if, like, Nico Hulkenberg did release, like, a Screamo album or something. <laughs> you know, Let just me like, tell you what last place <laughs> is like. <laughs> <laughs> Let the tires hit the floor. Let the tires hit the floor. Let the tires. It's bound. And then, you know, Lance Stroll is obviously releasing an emo album. No doubt in my mind. That's my dad doesn't like me. You know, high pitched. That early 2000s pop punky. Yeah. Driving in a circle. (laughs) Tonight. My dad will never understand. (laughs) During the night races, he does the tonight races. He calls them night races. Yeah. We're doing night will be the night that I will fall for you. <laughs> Ashton Hilton. <laughs> Don't need to take my time. <laughs> uh, and uh, I do think that there is something interesting happening between him and uh, Fernando Alonso in mm. that uh, during the radio call uh, in Baku, it was like neither of them wanted to pass each other. This was a beautiful moment in teamsmanship. Yeah. Where at one point, it started with like Fernando Alonso being like, is Lance struggling? Here, you can tell him to use my brake settings. I think that they would work very well for this man. And uh, later on, Lance, like Fernando or Lance was like, you can pass. And then the other one was like, no, it's good. I got it here. And they're like, okay, buddy, teamwork makes a dream work, baby. And, you know, I used to think that this is just like Fernando Alonso kind of playing like the company card. Yeah. And I I think the 
kind of like each other. It's like this nice little buddy cop thing that's been kind of like popping up between them. Yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah, it, it is nice, man. It's it's very uncharacteristic. Uh, like you would not see that on any other F1 team. I mean, imagine if Max was like, hey, tell Checo to uh, change his brake settings to this. You'd be like, what is going on right now? The fucking yeah. world is upside down. So from Fernando, yeah. it makes a little more sense. And yeah, he's telling it to his son to the uh, of the of this guy who writes his checks. So there is a little bit of stuff there subliminally, but it does seem like they are like genuine teammates, you know? And I think part of it is that like they see, I don't think they see either of themselves being race winners, barring crashes or any sort of technical issues from some of these other teams like Red Bull and, and potentially Ferrari. So I think that they are, they're like, Hey, if we do this right, we might be able to win constructors or at least have like a, a runaway second place. So I think that that is probably where their team priority is at. Um, and, and yeah, why not, dude? Why not have a little teamwork? I mean, Stroll can use all the help he get he can get. Let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that that there's probably some back money getting paid to, from uh, Lawrence to uh, Fernando. You know, for playing nice with yeah. Lance. I do think also that you you make a very good point about like. Ferrari's in shambles. Like, Ferrari, right. week to week, it's a question of if they're going to get it to get Like, the fact that Charles Leclerc finished the race was not, like, it wasn't insignificant. Like, yeah. the fact that he finished, the fact that Ferrari was on, you know, finished above Fernando, not, not insignificant at all. Carlos Sainz had one of the most invisible fifth-place finishes you could possibly have. Totally. So these are two completely different people trying to finagle and, and duct tape together you know, wins versus like Aston Martin very much feels like it is one cohesive unit. And if I'm Aston Martin, the fact that I even have a chance to take uh, constructors, you know, they're not going to take Red Bull, but they will. They As of now, my money would be on Aston Martin finishing above Ferrari at the end of the season. Yeah. So I definitely do see them being like, listen, like if Red Bull is a crazy thing, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to do, but we can at least finish like super high. And you got to f- remember, Fernando Alonso is a man who is literally notoriously known for making absurdly shitty career choices. Yeah, right. This could right. easily be him looking at a situation and going, you know what? I fucked up before. I will not fuck up again. I am Fernando Alonso. My best friend of the world is Lance Stroll. Right, right. And, you know. Yeah, and I think that is years and years of experience that come along with that. I mean, he knows what's at the end of that egotistical road of trying to be the number one in race and get third or second place in every race that he can. Like, yeah. as much as he's still going to try and do that, I think if he's if he's in third place and the his teammate is in fifteenth place, I don't think he feels as good as if he's in fourth place and his teammate's in sixth yeah. place. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So but- no, it's it's exciting to see. I mean, it's it's definitely far from the days of him being teammates with Hamilton and dragging yeah. out uh, qualifying laps so that he can qualify and and Hamilton can't, you know. It's definitely a clearly different guy, a, a seasoned guy, kind of like a sage at this point in, in his career. Mm-hmm. I, I think he knows he'll probably never win a championship again, but this is probably the closest he'll get. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty good segue into just Mercedes. Uh, you know, I don't see – Lewis Hamilton came in sixth. Uh, George Russell came in eighth. Uh you know, I would never, I can never see Hamilton, you know, going over a team radio and being like, hey, tell George Russell that, uh, you know, my brake setting is this, this, and this, or, you know, my yeah. balance settings is this. I just don't see that same thing happening for them. I do appreciate, though, that, you know, Mercedes is kind of getting their stuff together. So, you know, as much as, like, Red Bull is, like, super far and away, the more interesting battle as the season goes on is going to be between Aston Martin, Ferrari, and Mercedes, finally. Totally. Totally. You know, yeah. and 
<clears throat> you know, I don't know if anything on uh, Mercedes at all. Well, other than George Russell being a dickhead, uh, I yeah. didn't really. <laughs> no, I was going to bring that up in the uh, in the because of the sprint format. Um, you know what? We can talk about that quickly. Let's talk about this. Um, you know, sprint format. Just like, did you like it? I not gonna lie, I liked it. I liked how there was one. You know, I think that within its, this was the first time that that uh, F1 had tried the qualifying and sprint format that they're currently using. Uh, they had it as one self-contained day on Saturday. I think that the race itself was a bit of a stinker. It just wasn't interesting. Um, but I did like the format and I see the format working in other places. The thing that happened was, you know, Verstappen and, uh, Russell got into an accident Verstappen called George Russell a dickhead at the end of the race. Did you like the format? You know, what did you think about kind of like the drama that it caused? Yeah. I mean, it felt chaotic, uh, compared to a normal functioning race weekend, but I, I liked that. I liked the little extra excitement. I liked that all these teams are under pressure to deliver after one practice session, uh, and one qualifying session to now, hey, hey here's a whole race weekend uh, on a micro level. You know, you guys are going to qualify right now, and then you have a couple hours, and then you're back out there again. I mean, obviously, it, it didn't favor some teams or some drivers that made mistakes, uh, like our boy uh, Sergeant. But um, but because of that, I mean, that could have just as easily, yeah, that could have just as easily been Max and Russell both DQing themselves and having really hard times on Sunday. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fun to watch, man. I, I I like it better. I'm not sure it's the final form of this. I, I feel like there is still a little bit of disconnect to do qualifying and then another qualifying back-to-back. I, I don't know what the better way of doing that is where you're like essentially qualifying – you know, a whole 48 hours before the race now. Uh, and then all this kind of stuff in between almost feels like distant from the race, which is maybe why the race felt a little boring. I mean, sure, there wasn't a lot of overtaking or, um, you know, kind of crazy situations, especially like we had in Australia. But uh, it, it's it felt a little benign compared to the utter chaos that Friday was, I think. So it, it's weird yeah. to go like slow, fast, slow for me. Um but with that said, I like it way better, and it feels more valuable than the format that they did last year, where it was essentially just a glorified qualifying with very minimal differences or challenges compared to the race weekend. So uh, I'm excited to see how they continue to evolve this, but I'm, I'm for it, man. Yeah, I these are my kind of two takeaways with this. Uh, the first one is just a general logistics thing in my mind, where, you know, getting rid of free practices, one of the things that they're saying is like, oh, if we get rid of free practices, you know, maybe it leads to – cars not being 100% ready, you know, it just, it could lead to, you know, just putting people under the gun to get something done, you know, just leads to more chaos and stuff like that. My only pushback for this is the teams that this will affect, it's not Red Bull, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be the lower end teams. So I don't know if we're getting the manufactured chaos that we had set out for, but I do kind of like that. The other thing, if I had to rearrange the way that they would work a sprint race weekend, the first thing is that, have you, I, you need to have an FP1, FP2. I just, you gotta have it. I think that yeah. they're, you know, it, 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 the, the, what you're gaining from what you're losing, it just, the, it's just not there. Like, I don't see getting rid of an FP2 um, helping the weekend get more exciting. So what if, and I know this is adding an extra session. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are like, oh, fucking ruining the weekend, integrity, American money is what fucked over Russia. You know, whatever right, they yell right, at this. Right. Uh, the way I would have it was that you got to have an FP1, FP2, and then the last thing you do on um, 
the last thing, the last race you do on Friday is qualifying for sprint, then have sprint Saturday morning, and then have a second, and then have the qualifying for the Grand Prix. The only thing I didn't like from this format was that you qualify Grand Prix on Friday and then you don't race until Sunday. And I think that kind of takes a little bit away from me because I do like when it's like, oh, you see qualifying. And then the next thing that happens is that you see the results of this qualifying. By the time that we get to the Grand Prix, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit too removed from the qualifying. So I think that I would just have all of, you know, have FP1, FP2, sprint qualifying, on Friday and then have Saturday, uh, you know, sprint and then, you know, uh, then qualifying on Saturday afternoon yeah. and then, you know, Sunday Grand now, Prix. Now, what about this? What about, what if we mm. do an F, what if we, instead of doing the sprint on Saturday, we do it on Friday. So let's say we do an FP1, yeah. we do a, we do a sprint shootout right after the FP1 and then later in that night or that afternoon, you do the sprint race. That's all on yeah. Friday. And then Saturday, you do FP2, you do another qualifying session for the race, and then you do the race on Sunday. Yeah, I'm into that. I, I, I think anything that just – I thought that it took away – I just thought it took yeah. away having the, the qualifying removed. I, I'm with I you on that. You said. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely. Um, other just uh, final wrap-up, I think, from uh, from Baku. Uh, Lando Norris, uh, Yuki Tsunoda, Oscar Piastri. Lando Norris is looking good. I like him. Yeah, yeah McLaren's and, coming know. around in general. I mean, uh, Piastri was just out of the points. Shout-out to my boy Yuki, able to squeeze yeah. out. Uh, love Yuki. Uh, just, I, I just love <laughs> I love when they just cut around to different radio calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they'll be like, you know, okay, let's try to speed up here. Sure thing. Got it. Or copy that. And then it's like, Yuki, how you doing? Motherfucking asshole! It's, it's just like... <laughs> It's just always chaos, dude. (laughs) It's like he's always in the middle of an accident, even though it's going perfectly fine. Like they're just in the formation lap. (laughs) Like Yuki. Okay, Yuki. You're going to pull into spot 12. Spot 12. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Fuck it. it. (laughs) I'm going 10. Fuck out. Uh, I will say Alex Albon also. Not a bad weekend. I think he had a, I think he finished eighth or or I think he finished ninth in the sprint, which put him just out of the points. Right. Um, uh, Magnuson, uh, Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. uh, What a fucking weekend from them. Alpine could not get their shit together at all. Uh, in a way that I think that it, it, Alpine is way better than what happened over the weekend. I think next week, you know, if 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 you want to talk about the betting element to this, is that if they're if they're uh, you know over unders have at all like moved down, you know, if the betting lines against them to get into like a top six or like a top ten uh, have moved, I would definitely take them because I think last week was a little bit of a you know a little bit of a misnomer. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, they had some engine problems. What was it in F in the free practice or yeah. in the first qualifying or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Gasly had it, had a problem and then they fixed the car and then he, and then he crashed, I think during uh, one <laughs> yeah. of the qualifying, right. uh, you know, and then Akon also, and then I will say bad two weeks for them because the week before was the, uh, Gasly on Akon, uh, you know, Australia crash. Right. right. Um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, so hopefully they get better. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, a, it's kind of been a struggle fest for them all year. Uh, they, I mean, they were so fast last year that I think a lot of people are expecting them to be where Aston Martin is this year. Uh, and the fact yeah. that they're underperforming, I think it's just kind of piling on with them, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the French can do. 
I want to, you know, I think the last thing uh, to kind of talk, I mean, Nick DeVries sucks. Logan Sargent, I think, had a pretty underwhelming race. Yeah. Holkerberg Bottas, who I, this is actually true. This is a fact about him. Did you know that he actually has been racing this entire time? I wouldn't know. Really? Uh, it's fascinating. Uh, I thought he was just fucking around. I thought he was just yeah. maybe trying to do like, you know how you play Grand Theft Auto and sometimes you're like, I'll, I'm going to follow the laws this time. You know, yeah, yeah he's stopping maybe, at the lights. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe he was doing something like that. That's the issue is that Valtteri Bottas is respecting local traffic laws. Yeah. And it's fucking him up. It's like, this is a street uh, circuit. What do you want from me? This, this is normally this is yeah. an intersection. We're on the streets. This is how I'm not getting a ticket. Yeah. I, I don't get Mercedes money anymore. I got alpha money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the Audi uh, legal team yet enough to, to speed. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like Alfa Romeo's year. I don't know what's going on with nah. the car. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just not a good one for them. But hopefully they, they figure it out and at least get somewhat competitive. My theory is a little senioritis. I think yeah. that they are, uh, you know, they're they're going to be Audi in a year right. or two. So, right. you know, that's kind of the end of them. Joe Guan Yu is trying his damn best. I don't know what else to say. I think at some point he... I have full confidence in Zhou Guan Yu outside of Alpha. I think that he will have a long, nice career somewhere else, but it just ain't happening in this car. I mean, the fact um, that he's even doing yeah. what he's doing in that car compared to what Botas is doing in that car and, you know, with the credentials he has and what he was able to do in that Mercedes, it makes you think, like, man, if, if this guy can get a good car behind him, like a, a Ferrari or, or something like that down the road, he'll, he'll actually have a good yeah. shot to be up there. Even just put him in an Alpine. Just get him into get put him in a McLaren. You yeah, know, like even just a McLaren. Get him, yeah. Just get him out of there. I just we don't know what he's fully capable of. The only thing we know he's really good at is causing insanely cool looking crashes where right. no one gets injured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last one I want to talk about is boy Nick DeVries. Yeah. Uh, do you think he? I don't even want to say he's not going to be in the league next year. Uh, if things kind of continue, my question is: He's at Alpha. Alpha is a Red Bull. Uh, is a Red Bull joint, right? <laughs> like you know, it's like Spike Lee. Uh, is Alpha <laughs> gonna keep him? You know, Red Bull notoriously cuts drivers. There is no mercy when it comes to Red Bull. Totally. Uh, you know, Nick DeVries has even finished the year. That's my my question at this point. I think they're holding on. I mean, he did get points on his debut in that substitute race he had last year, so they know that there's something there. Um, yeah, but when is it going to come out? When is he going to be able to, you know, take a turn? He's, he's looking, he's looking awfully Russian. I'll say, yeah. uh, right yeah. now he's, uh, he's just struggling, man. He's looking, he's looking like the rookie driver on the field, even though there's a handful of them. So, uh, he's got to, yeah. he's got to figure it out in one way or another. Maybe these are just, uh, th these kind of get synchronized, get the feel for the car, uh, type of moments and, and hopefully he'll be able to pull some stuff together at least get some points this year like he was able to do last year but uh yeah man I, I don't see him getting a seat next year if he doesn't completely turn this around yeah it's, I, Nick DeVries right now is the best thing to happen to Logan Sargent uh, yeah, since yeah. For, since government cheese you know Buck like <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I just, man, Nick, I, I had really high expectations for him. You can't even blame that car because Yuki, what, he finished in 10. Yeah, Yuki's, um, Yuki's cruising yeah. in that car, man. He's getting P8s and yeah. qualifying. He's, he's in the points. Like, it's there. It's in there in the car. With that said, I mean, Yuki was pretty fucking struggleful his, his yeah. first year in an Alphatari as well. So they totally. might give DeBreeze the, the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, you know, 
that year sucked, but hey, if this doesn't happen this year, then it's fucking over kind of thing. I mean, and that's kind of how it is for these guys anyway. They're not going to sit on AlphaTauri yeah. forever. They have to earn their seat at some other uh, constructor, and they can only do that by being exciting, and nobody cares about a loser. Totally. Doesn't care what, I mean, it doesn't matter what your name is. I mean, look at Schumacher, you know? I mean, sure, you yeah. see him floating around the Mercedes garage, but it's not like anybody was dying to give him a seat just because of his <laughs> last name after the performance yeah. he had. There's going to be an interesting thing at some point during this year when he when he starts taking a couple free practice because they legally have to. Yeah, uh, right. You know, I'm kind of curious, like, what the kind of numbers he sets. And, you know, if I'm Yuki Sonoda, uh, I, it may be a little bit teeny, little bit tiny, 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 little bit of a stretch, but, like, that Red Bull second seat is open to me. Yeah. You know, like, Ricardo is not – we. I, I would love if it was Ricardo. It, it He's not be. getting the seat. It's, it's just not going to be him. Especially He's with gonna... how Checo's go with how Checo's going. It's it's not going to happen. Now you have but, two so potential my... championship winners behind the seat of a of a car. Yeah, and but at my point is that like Checo, you can make an argument. You know, not make an argument. Checo is not going to be Yuki. Will be in the league longer than Checo will be. Totally. So if I'm Yuki, I'm just. If showing what I can do in that Alpha Towery with the hopes that I do get into that Red Bull at some point, you know, I, I, I do see it happening. It's yeah. just, uh, you know, he's playing, he's driving very well. He's shown incredible growth since previous years. Uh, uh, he's consistently done like decently this year. So hopefully uh, it kind of works for him. Yeah, you know, no, I, I love Yuki, yeah. dude. If, if there's two people I'm cheering on hard this year, it's Logan Sargent, of course, God bless America, and, uh, God bless and, and the wild card seat. himself, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, when uh, I won't even raise that mission accomplished flag until yeah, Logan, right. <laughs> you know, takes that one. Uh, yeah, so just news on this. You know, I, the, Max Verstappen calling George Russell a dickhead uh, was kind of the big uh, thing from the sprint. Perez only six points from Verstappen. Lando Norris is uh, – sorry, uh, uh, Lance uh, Stroll is only a single <coughs> point from Russell and Leclerc. Um, that's all kind of my thoughts from Baku. Uh, the Baku also did get, they're going to be racing a Baku for the next, uh, I think three years at least. Yeah. It's signed through 26, 27. Yeah. Through 2026. They said uh, that sucks. That yeah. I'm not, not Some, a big fan. Yeah. Not a big fan yeah. of that course. Uh, it's pretty. It, it's like nice. It's cool to go through the old and new and all that kind of stuff, but it's, uh, I don't know. It, it feels too similar to some of the other courses on yeah. that we, that we have throughout the year that, yeah, I don't know. There's also, I, I will say, one of the fun uh, TikToks that was kind of floating around after the race, uh, because uh, Perez won, uh, is that uh, uh, Sergio Perez is not only the king of the streets, uh, all of his races have uh, that he's won have been in the streets, but all of his races have also happened in countries without human rights, uh, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. It's Sakir, two in Azerbaijan, uh, Singapore, uh and uh where's the other one saudi oh, arabia maybe and yeah saudi arabia monaco monaco two in azerbaijan uh <laughs> yeah which, you so, know, so it either it. it either enrages him or empowers him you know yeah. he's either feeding off of this human suffering and and that's allowing yeah. him to to be like good 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 and he just yeah. powers through knowing that he's the superior being uh, in this yeah. geographic area Listen, there's nothing like like traveling 200 miles past a bread line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be invigorating. You should see the uh, way their tattered clothes moved in the wind as my <laughs> million-dollar race car. Yeah, it's the only – he only wins in places where the wind blows uh, clothes that's drying on drying racks right yeah, above the yeah. fucking track. 
<laughs> oh, that's sad. No drone strikes this weekend, which no. I think was a little bit of a you know a little bit of a win. Yeah, quick little ceasefire for the Grand Prix this weekend. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah, I don't know. They're fucking. It's a weird country, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just it's strange. Weird. And it's strange for them to lock it in. I'm like, all right, who's on the board of this whole <laughs> thing? That's got some pockets in some of this uh, yeah. less than uh, pal- palatable uh, labor that they got going on over here. God, what is the what is uh, the export of Azerbaijan? Is it just like dark magic? What do yeah. they do out there? It's uh, human tragedy. Is is what <laughs> <they export> tears? <laughs> Their it's biggest tears. export is just tears of children. Tears Azerbaijan. and sad stories. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's see. According to Google, Azerbaijan's exports are dominated by oil and natural gas, which account for ninety percent of the total export. Azerbaijan's other other exports include sugar, fruits, metals, and polymers. Man, it really is the country of love. Any place that has wacky skyscrapers. It's one thing to have like a built up skyscraper area. Like, oh, this business is going on here. Any place that's like, "Eh, make it twisty and pointy. Let's do something fun. You're like, you have too much money. It's always gas and oil. It's always gas. Yeah, what, what, you know what I want to see? A bunch of people turn their car at 200 miles an hour between two castles that are too close. Yeah, let's put That's the castles I... too close. And right after that, let's put a dolphin made of glass. And then let's, <laughs> I live up there. That's where I live. I live in the water that shoots out of the dolphin's back 300 feet about, in the air. How about we put the end, the, the finish line right by the world's tallest monocle? Yeah. <laughs> I love how this is our Azerbaijan accent. I'm from yeah. Azerbaijan. That's <laughs> where I'm from. I'm right off Main Street in Azerbaijan. <laughs> I'm off of Washington Avenue in Azerbaijan. I live in the castle. That's why. Speaking of which, oh, I did God. see a picture yeah. that was like, you know, Azerbaijan during race weekend and Azerbaijan during the regular week. And the traffic in some of these places is wild. It was like oh, nine man. lanes forming down into two lanes. And you're like, this is utter chaos, dude. How does Listen, anybody get around here? That well, that just really just doubles down my belief that the best Grand Prix would be in the Holland Tunnel. Yes. Okay? During rush hour. Like, I want, yes. I want, <laughs> I want cars like in the way. I want, I want it to be <laughs> yeah. a real street circuit. <laughs> yeah. Enough this pussyfooting around having the street circuits cut off. Okay? Oh, we got to fix the barrier. Um, Leave it. Leave yeah. the barrier. Bullshit. The barrier's there. The barrier's not there. I don't yeah. care. You got to get to the end of the race. Uh, other uh, kind of just, uh, you know, F1 news that uh, I found from around the weekend. First of all, Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo. Uh, two big news stories out of him. First of all, he attended the Met Gala, and boy, can that guy wear a fucking tux. Of course he can. My God, he is breathtaking. Stunning. Absolutely. There's just, and there was, the meme going around all week was that he was caught checking out Anne Hathaway, uh, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> of course he was. People. Of course yeah, he was. You kidding similar me? Similar energies. We'll say, I kind of <clears> ship them. <throat> yeah, I could see that. I could see them as an item. Yeah. I, was, I was watching something with Daniel Ricardo. They were trying to do some prank video where he was like pretending to be a barista. And like three yeah. people were like, are you Daniel Ricardo? He's like, this isn't working. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, so this two. was actually, this is my next one. was my next thing was that uh, in that video, do you see the, the girl where he picked up a girl just by saying yes to her over and over? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Are you yes. Daniel Ricardo? Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You want to come on with me? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was the, the conceit of the video was that he could only say that uh, he was working at, I think, like a cell phone store in a disguise, 
and uh, he can only say yes. That was his thing. And this really hot girl comes up, and then she's like, "Are you Daniel Ricardo?" And he's like, "Yes." And she's like, "You want to make out?" And he's like, uh, uh, "This is harassment." <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yes. Uh, and then, but apparently, I don't mean to ruin this for you. I think she she was in on the joke. I saw the uh... long video. And I think she like either works for a radio station or something. Um, oh, okay. But, so she came in like, oh, he can only say yes. Let's make him uncomfortable yeah. kind of thing. I see. Okay. I mean, I can't imagine. I it was a terrible disguise, by the way. It was just like totally a Mario terrible. Bros mustache. I was like, I can't imagine this worked on anybody that knows no. anything about F1. Like you could have gone to some <laughs> random place in the world and at least 10 people would be like, I think that's Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, I would have seen that disguise and not even if I didn't recognize him, I would have been like, okay, who is that? Yeah, like, right. This is somebody. I know I'm being pranked. Um, I will say that there was another element to this where, you know, he's just saying yes to this girl and she's just going like, she's getting more into it. Like, as it's going along and like, it took him like six or seven, you know, probably like five or six questions to like get to the point where she's like, you want to test out how good you are at making out with me? And yeah, yeah. at no point <laughs> during that was I like, this is staged. I was like, this is probably how he lives. This yeah. is like, no, it's not out of the realm of possibility that even even if he wasn't an F one driver and just worked at a phone store, it might be the yeah. same thing. It might be the same exact thing. Like absolutely, that's just how he goes through life. Yeah, you yeah. know, he has to fucking hit him away with a bat, man. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he's fucking Daniel Ricciardo. You can't wear a fucking tux like that and not expect no. to to have to play a little defense out there. Oh man, we should all be so lucky. God, <laughs> see, what's his deal? He's got a girlfriend, right? I think so. I think so. I'm not sure actually. Did we ever I, get I to think... the bottom? We, we we don't have any updates. Speaking of yeah. girlfriends on uh, Taylor Swift and Alonzo, I think that kind of uh, fizzled yeah. or or got covered up or whatever it was. But that was that was fun for a moment. Yeah, I, 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 you know, as much as that died, I do like to give out hope. Keep up hope that uh, that Lando Norris is going out with Margot Robbie. Uh, yes, you know, it, it's with the brand. You know, he's got a girlfriend, by the Heidi, way, Heidi Berger. And I need to just put this out there. Are you ready to laugh so fucking hard? Heidi yeah. Berger, she's actor. She's represented by Buchwald. <laughs> 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 I think I think technically I'm repped commercial by Buchwald. That's hilarious. Ah, she's got Buchwald in the in the bio. That is so oh, funny. Man. I literally that was that was uh, uh when I watched uh, Oh Hello, uh with the John Mulaney uh, thing with uh, oh yeah yeah uh, with Nick Kroll I think the joke was that John Mulaney was like Gil Faison Buchwald Entertainment like <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful um I mean a little bit and God she is stunning God man it must be fucking awesome to be an F one driver yeah right God. effortless oh there's a picture of a. Of uh, just a picture of the Imagine uh, circle where John Lennon, the John Lennon Memorial, is on this Instagram. Anyways, oh, okay. uh, move right along. Uh, other uh, little bit of news is that uh, this weekend we got the Miami Grand Prix happening, baby. Yes. yes uh, and Brad Pitt will be driving an actual F1 car alongside the rest of the grid at Silverstone as part of the new movie that's in production. Directors Jerry Bruckheimer and Joseph Kaczynski will enter an 11th team, in quotes, to film on track for the rest of the season. So we are going to see, in, uh, in from Silverstone or maybe even Miami on, 
that they are going to be filming a Jerry Bruckheimer um, movie during this. And I will say that the top comment on the ESPN F1 uh, article is uh, FIA be like, let's get rid of FP2, FP3. We got a movie to shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, are you pumped for this Brad Pitt movie? You're not, what's your, what's your feeling? Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like it's kind of like a Jimmy Fallon fever pitch, uh, Red Sox situation where yeah. it, it, I, I don't know. I feel like stuff like that is a distraction. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. It, it, it distracts from the sport itself. Anytime a celebrity is around, you know, if, yeah. even if Tom Cruise is hanging out in the garage of Mercedes compared to, you know, somebody actually on track driving a car and like shooting scenes. It'll be interesting to see how they play this. Because uh, if I'm a if I'm a driver, I'm annoyed. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. The first weekend, you're like, cool, Brad Pitt's here. Then after that, you're like, all right, get the fuck out of the way. This is annoying. Yeah. Why, you know? Uh, but then again, maybe driver, maybe it'll give them yeah. some uh, some some breaks from the press. You know, there'll be some other stuff for them that that they have to fucking talk about and focus on. That you know, they maybe won't have to answer so many questions. So yeah, I don't I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. I mean, it, it'll be cool. Hopefully, it'll be a good movie. Uh, it, it'll definitely be immersive, and they'll have some good shots and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'll know how I feel about that until after that Silverstone weekend. I hope they shoot it like they shot Top Gun with like the cameras in the pod, you know, and stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that first of all, I will say the only driver that will not get annoyed by this because he's probably fucking psyched to see Brad Pitt, Logan Sargent. Yeah. There's no way yeah. <laughs> that Logan Sargent is like fucking Brad Pitt's here. Who <laughs> fucking? We got I, I'm calling it 11? now. Logan yeah. Sargent, if he doesn't score his first points here in Miami at his home race, then he's definitely doing yeah. it in Silverstone in front of Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt's there. You, you, I, you, a maximum effort. It gives you at the that juice. Point. Yeah. Uh, I will say that this. I'm all for this. I think it's going to be an issue when Brad Pitt starts out qualifying Nick DeVries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're going to have an issue when we see that you know the the fake uh, Brad Pitt F1 team starts uh, finishing races more consistently than Ferrari. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think you know. that'll be kind of fun. It will be kind of fun to see what is a regular guy, not that Brad Pitt's a regular guy, but like he's a normal, non-racing human being. Uh, he's not a rocket man, if you will. No. Uh, hey. it, what is what is he able to do compared to these like true superhumans uh, in, with with that same car? You know, is it is it yeah. anywhere close? Is he a full minute off of, of lap times and stuff like that? I mean, I'd imagine he's going to have to play it safe. Because of the amount of insurance they probably have to put on this guy to put him behind the seat oh, of the car in the sure. first place is probably wild. Um, I'm, I'm bet, I bet that F1 is getting making a, a pretty penny off this. They oh got, yeah, they're the the rights. You know, because I remember there was that fact that came out where it was was it like like a hundred like two hundred grand an hour to rent a, an F sixteen or something for Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, some crazy number. The idea of getting track time. During race Consistently weekends. on race weekends, and, yeah. And what I don't understand is, like, why are they not – it's got to be cheaper to just take 20 F1 cars and just put them on a track when no one's there. Like, I, there has to be – I, you know, I, obviously, I, you know, obviously people that are paid more than I am uh, to speculate on this have probably crunched the numbers and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. the idea that they're doing this, you know, I, there's no way that people that like Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton's probably into it. He was into like the, uh, you know, when he want, he was going to be in Top Gun. 
Um, you know, so I do kind of yeah. see him being into it, but totally. yeah, I can but see like, yeah. It's not like these guys are getting paid the, the union $8 an hour for background work yeah. during this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the car rental, it's the track, it's, it's everything, all these people, all these releases and waivers and, and all this kind of stuff that like, I mean, for me, if I was on this project, I'd be like, maybe it's too big of a hassle. Maybe we don't make it uh, movie. Like, let's just, yeah, uh, I, let's just use hot, like hot wheels and good camera angles, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Immediately, I would be like, "Absolutely not! This is everyone here is stupid." Yeah, okay? this is too much crazy. work. This is too much, too much red tape. Like, fuck that. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping it comes out. It should come out great. It should come out authentic. Yeah. It should come out like uh, feeling like you're actually a part of an, an F1 weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just don't know. I, the, the problem with an F1 movie to me in general, that's not like a historic one like we've had in the past, looking at rivalries and, and things that were real, yeah. is that like. The, a, a series like Drive to Survive is already so fascinating because it's real, because it is the true real stuff happening, this real drama that's happening, not this fake racer from a fake thing. I'm, I don't know the premise of the story. It could be, you know, a certain yeah. era of F1, but I can't imagine it's a certain era of F1 if they're... No, it's, got, it's, this, it's modern. It if has, they're using the modern, right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, they're, they're kind of doing a fake story within a real thing where, where the real stories are already so interesting that I don't know if anyone's going to care about the fake story. But then again, maybe it's not for us. Maybe it's more of like a drive to survive type thing where it is, it's for people to get into the sport or get interested in it. So, uh, right, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't see. Uh, uh, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Are you ready for this? All right. What if the opening shot is Brad Pitt tweeting Alpine is incorrect by stating earlier that I will be racing for them mm. in oh. 2023, you know? What if he is doing the Oscar Piastri story and it starts <laughs> off with him shitting on Alpine? That would, like, that would be fun. That or be fun. what if the opening scene is Brad Pitt's dad is an oligarch mm. <laughs> and all of a sudden he can't be driving for Haas anymore? Yeah, and now he has to go it. to war. Yeah, yeah. This entire <laughs> thing is Brad Pitt driving an F one car in the Donbass region. <laughs> Take cover! Who yes, the fuck yes, is that yes. over there? <laughs> oh God, it's crazy. Follow me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> On my mark, unleash! Huh? Yeah. When the lights go off, <laughs> unleash! <huh? laughs> Um, and then I uh, just uh, a little bit, then uh, just one more news story, and then we'll uh, head on to everything with Miami this weekend. Is that Logan Sargent did a GQ uh, bunch? Of, here's a bunch of things that can't live without video, and on it was uh, number one. This is the number one thing he listed was an eight mile CD. Oh boy! Yeah. So the second thing was a Miami Heat jersey. Okay. The third thing was a passport. The fourth thing was an Arnold Palmer. Uh, the fifth thing was a Wolf of Wall Street DVD. The Jesus. sixth thing was hair gel. And the seventh thing was burger sauce. Dude, this so, guy is is like that. He just if you if you also had a list of of the top ten things in Florida or that people like mm -hmm. in Florida, that's the whole list. Burgers, <laughs> not even burger. Burger <laughs> sauce. Just the sauce. <laughs> I just was, it was interesting to find out that Logan Sargent's works, works in finance. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I had no I idea that he was like, uh, loved the wolf of Wall Street that much. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's like if he didn't drive an F1 car, he'd probably be selling solar panels door to door. Ha! 
Yeah, Logan Sargent looks like everyone that did like in the 2008 financial crash, like he was selling like risky mortgages. Yeah, walking like into that. walking like, into his finance office, just dun 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 yeah. dun 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 dun, yeah. <laughs> just rocking the eight yeah. mile CD, yeah. <laughs> walking yeah, past the that. homeless people that he made. Yeah. Yeah. There's no now. I just can't stop thinking about the fact that like you know in those moments before the lights go off, it's just in his head, just like my palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Yeah, just, He's just off sitting my there. Sweater already. Yeah. <laughs> God. My hot oh, mom's God, spaghetti. Afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's yeah he's a little bit of a Zach Wilson type. Yeah, he's yeah, still he's my beautiful. boy though. I'm I don't I stand oh, by yeah. him. I stand by him. Eight miles are great. No. It's a great album. I this made me like him more. Yeah. Every single thing. There's not a bad thing on this list. The only thing that, he now, missed that I thought he would say is like skull, like wintergreen skull, you know, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Axe body spray element. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that dips during the fucking. He's, it's like, we got to make the car three ounces lighter. I have something to bring. No, I'm not going to tell you what I'm bringing up. Yo, he's got for sure Evan Williams going through his drink. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. God, just sipping on Arnold Palmer's right before he just cracks <laughs> that tall can right before he gets in the seat. He knows he's going to have to piss at lap 36, but he doesn't matter. That makes him go faster. Yeah. That's how because then you want to finish it quicker because then you got to piss it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also got to double check, but I think there's a chance that the prompt of this was like, if you were on a desert island, like, what would you take? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, eight mile CD. No doubt in my fucking mind. Eight yeah. mile CD, Miami Heat jersey. Okay? Don't need a CD player, just the CD. I just <laughs> like looking at the art and the, and the tracks. <laughs> you know, you know bring CD art's art. <laughs> it's like, dude, bring an iPhone or bring an iPod Touch or something. Like, you can listen to every no, song I, you I want. I got my disc, man. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you want to talk about uh, Miami GP is this weekend. Uh, yep. You know, like we said, it's a. Uh, Boys, it, it was a shitty race last year. Hopefully, it's a little bit better of a race this year. Um, I, th- I had one anniversary thing that I want to bring up, and then just a little bit about um, how uh, just about how they're they're physically setting up the logistics. The first thing is um, the anniversary. I don't know if you remember last year, but last year was when James Corden shot that remote thing. With McLaren, Landon Norris, and Daniel Ricardo, where they made Ricardo and Lo- and Norris walk around the paddock with a half shirt, and that's right. They basically embarrassed Ricardo all weekend, and then he came in like seventeenth or something. Yeah, like he like shit the bed that weekend, and I remember just thinking like, you can't do both. Right, like, you're either on James Corden or you're racing. Like, yeah, pick yeah. one. Yeah, you got to do yeah. that on the off week. That's like, you know, if we had an off week this week in Miami next week, then yeah, go do all the TV show, talk show, sure. American stuff that you want to do. But it's clearly a distraction. Yeah. And they just, they were bad. It was like a new track, you know. And what's interesting also is that like last year was the first time there was the Miami Grand Prix. Uh, I feel like I've seen like a shit ton of celebrities uh, just going like, oh, I'm going to Miami this weekend. Uh, 
it is the kind of like the place to be. So Miami GP is like becoming, uh, you know, a little bit of a cultural touchstone. Yeah, I think all of F1 is in that way where it is kind of especially to like this elite class in the States that it is like it's like the Super Bowl that you get to go to every weekend. It's a big networking yeah. thing. It's a who's who. I'm here. I can get the booth. I can spend the money. I'm, I'm like Tom Cruise. I like it's very European. It's very cool. You know, it's like it's, it's that cool kind boy. of. Yeah, I'm, I'm very cool. I like European things. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> it just seems like that guy. very Hollywood fake like uh, you guys are into this I'm into this now too kind of like yeah of course yeah. I've always I've always loved European racing American racing is, is savage but uh, European it's racing savage. is so classy like yeah everyone bump I don't bump yeah we go no one knows <laughs> near each other we have efficient German <laughs> efficient German sex and racing yeah okay? we don't drink Coors no Light we drink Peroni no yeah, 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 and only after, only late that night, right before to go. Only as a, as a sleeping supplement. Yes, of course. We drink Peroni. Um, the paddock for Miami this year, I don't know if you saw, you can check out on ESPN's F1 account, is inside of the Hard Rock Stadium, uh, oh, wow. which I'm pretty sure is where the Dolphins play. Uh, fascinating setup, absolutely fascinating setup. Uh, there is football shit around. <laughs> it seems like they didn't tell them. <laughs> in the middle of the thing, there's just like a bunch of like the 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 pushing blocker things. Okay, great. You know, Perfect. yeah. Uh, which I thought was like kind of funny. Um, That's fun. Yeah, and uh, the other thing was that uh, I pretty I, it was Yuki. Sorry, it was uh, at least Valtteri Bottas, and I think it was also Joe uh, were throwing a baseball around. At uh, where the where the Miami uh, where the not the where the Miami Marlins play and Valtteri Bottas and whoever he was throwing to cannot throw for shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems like, like a PR the, thing. Like, cause that's the thing with baseball specifically. Like, if you didn't grow up playing baseball and then you go to throw a baseball, it, it is so obvious. Like yeah. you see it in movies, you see it in all this stuff where you're like, you're, you look weird. It's not that the ball even is a bad throw. It usually is on target, but your elbows in a weird spot. Your chest is open. Your hands are flying. It, it, there's something off. Yeah. Wait, let me see if I can actually get you this just like real quick. Um, Valtteri Botas baseball. Um, see if I can just send it to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, I don't know where it is. That's, but, yeah. I'll uh, send it to you later. It, yeah. it just, you know what? It, it's the kind of thing where like, you, you, when you throw, you're supposed to like go over him and use velocity, right? Yeah. What he does is he like pushes it forward, like he's kind of throwing like a knuckleball. Oh kind no, of thing. like a shot put in track or something yes. like that. Yes, yeah. yes, shot put. That's what he, he shot puts the baseball. Oh, it's very no. embarrassing. Why would they? Yeah, make I him do that. Oh man, and it just like you know, it's weird seeing someone that is athletic and an athlete also be completely unathletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and fascinating. That, to watch. That's one of those things that you can teach, like a golf swing. You know, any of those guys could pick yeah. up a golf swing. If you did not grow up throwing stuff, you'll never throw correctly. You'll just you'll no. always you'll always be a little off. I just you could it's literally like watching a bunch of like rabbits sniff a baseball <laughs> and then getting afraid of it and then running away and then slowly walking back to it like it's adorable. It's so yeah. funny. Well, and especially since I mean these guys aren't American. Baseball is obviously a very American sport, so how yeah. much is this even integrated into their world at all? Like yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, I give them a pass. Whoever the PR person was that thought that was a good idea should get fucking fired absolutely a fail on their behalf yeah. um those are all of the kind of like the stories i have leading up to uh miami um if we want to kind of look at the betting uh stuff uh, uh 
you know, yeah, right I now, was gonna. I yeah. was just gonna quickly go over yeah. schedule and stuff for Miami, just so people. Perfect. I mean, it, I'm sure people know, but we are back to a regular race format this weekend. So if you are looking to tune in live, um, the practice sessions start tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Is the first uh, FP1, and then you're looking at 5:30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time for FP2, and then on Saturday you had a 12:30 uh, Eastern Ooh, time uh, FP3 qualifying again at 3:30. And then, uh, or sorry, pre-qualifying uh, starting at four o'clock. The pre-pre-show starting uh, at that time, and then you have your race at three uh, thirty on Sunday. Can I just say I may be biased, uh, but I think all races should start at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Totally agree. You know, yeah, I, I don't just, care if it's you know, four a.m. where they're at. I don't care. I want. Yeah, yeah. This is an them. American sport now, so you better start yeah. adhering to our time zones a little bit better because. <laughs> Yeah. That's half the reason I don't watch soccer, okay? Because I ain't getting up at, at 3 a.m. to yeah. watch some British people kick some stuff around, okay? And I sure as hell ain't going to watch these Europeans be driving their cars not in circles, okay? If, if I got to get up that early, you know I got to go to work. This isn't footy, okay? This isn't footy. Fucking nice. This is driving. You know where they invented cars? Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Okay? that's where so they came up with it. it. All you guys they are thought- copycats. You should still be racing horses if it wasn't for us. And I know a lot of people think that Detroit didn't invent cars. Let me tell you right now. You want to tell me somewhere else aside from America looked at walking and said, this will not do. Yeah. Okay. I ain't nobody ever said that. Anywhere. Uh-uh. I haven't walked for shit. But I, view the, I, view, I view my step count at, my step count meter as the enemy. Yeah, that's a threat. <laughs> that's, a, that's a threat to domestic terrorism. If, if I hit 6,000 step, Joe Biden wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He also announced this. This, this uh, Who's got a bigger? Yeah, he's got a bigger shot at uh, living the next eight years. Um, uh, Max, let's go. Sergio Perez in the league. Who will be alive? Sergio Perez's F1 career or Biden? I want to. Uh, five years. <laughs> Uh, that is a that's a close race first of all that's a closer (laughs) race that we're gonna have all year long i think uh with that said here's the solution i think you put joe biden in that f1 car right next to brad pitt as his teammate yeah uh and and we'll accelerate both these processes pretty quick i actually think i'd like to double down on that f1 is cool but you know what would be more interesting f1 with old people yeah the senior every car yeah 75 and up all the cars go even faster if you have good eyesight, you cannot attend. Yeah, this yeah. Your, this isn't your thing. You need a prescription Here. windshield as a part of the <laughs> as a part of the car. <laughs> oh god, it's got to happen early, not because of like heat. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just because that's like they're they will be asleep by six. Yeah, all the races are at four a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So let's talk about this weekend's uh, uh, outright betting. Uh, Max Verstappen's at a minus two ten. If you want to take him, you know, by all means, congratulate. I, you know, I wouldn't take him. I, the risk reward is not there. To be completely honest, I don't think you should be betting on anything that's a minus two ten. No, I, know. I think that Perez is probably a good bet for you this week. I mean, it's another. Yeah. It, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but it's another street circuit down in Miami, right? So yeah, or at least kind of a pseudo street circuit. Um, yeah. So why not? Why not take Checo while he's while he's on the up and up? I will say that something you should be looking out for this weekend also is, uh, you know, obviously outright betting is like one thing, but if you want to talk about podiums, 
and uh, you know top sixes. Last week we we talked about how George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. You know Hamilton was at a plus two thousand uh, to win the race with Russell. I think at a, at a plus twenty five hundred, and they were kind of in my mind. I thought it was a little bit skewed. This week the line is uh, plus twenty eight hundred for Lewis Hamilton on outright, uh, wow. and plus forty two hundred on George Russell. So uh, Lewis Hamilton's stock is definitely rising. Um, you know, it's, it's for Stappen, Perez, and it's Leclerc at fourteen hundred, uh, and Alonso at sixteen hundred. So it's interesting that the uh, betting lines reacted really heavily to last week's uh, Russell Hamilton uh, shootout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an, an extra thousand points essentially towards them. I mean, it's still, still a reasonable yeah. bet in my opinion, as far as like you got yeah. a couple bucks. Why not throw a couple bucks on Leclerc? Why not throw a couple bucks uh, on Russell? in the off chance that there is an engine problem or a crash or something like that. Newer newer course, and it's people aren't as familiar with it as they are with other courses or, or other Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you have a total chance to put a little bet and make a little bit of money. If you had to pick, you know, I will remove uh, Perez and Verstappen from this equation. If you had to pick a top three and a bottom three, what are you kind of thinking this weekend? Uh, if, for top three, I'm thinking I'm putting Leclerc in there. I'm putting Alonzo in there, and I think I'm putting uh, Russell in there. <laughs> Russell over Hamilton. What, what's making you think that? I, I don't know. I just think he's he's a little fierce this year. You know, I don't think he's gonna stand for anybody's bullshit. I don't think he's gonna stand behind him. Uh, I, and really, last week was the first time that uh, Hamilton was really outperforming Russell consistently. So I think Russell's got something to prove going into Miami. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, losing Verstappen and, and Perez, I, you know, it's interesting. I don't see Leclerc finishing two races in a row. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the thing where, like, if I had to pick, like, a three aside from Perez and Verstappen, I would put Alonso, um, you know, Hamilton and George Russell. I think, like, Carlos Sainz would, it's, it's kind of like, it's weird where I trust him to finish races more, but he's not as fast, but, like, it seems to be like the dark specter of, you know, Ferrari's ghost doesn't hang over him as much as it hangs over Charles Leclerc. So I would go, you know, top three would be an Alonzo Hamilton Russell uh, with the potential for signs uh, kind of slipping in. Yeah. Um, who are you thinking for like a bottom three? I mean, this is almost too simple. Like it's it's DeVries, yeah. it's Botas. And then, you know what, for the... For for the third one, I I want to do. I, I think it's going to be Alpine, man. I don't think they get their shit Ooh. together. I think Ocon's down there. Oh, and you think Ocon over uh, Gasly? Gasly's going to finish. Ocon's not. I think so. Yeah, I, I think uh, again. I I'm. I just think Gasly has something to prove, man. He's a race winner. He's he's had a terrible year so far. He's had a couple of unlucky things. Um, but yeah, I I I, I see him finishing more consistently just because he wants to finish the fucking race uh in yeah. a decent spot I, I see him being maybe playing a little safer and trying to just stay in that midfield somewhere i mean there is something just to the fact that like if you are you know we're coming off a week where the fucking boston bruins oh, did not get out of the first round and you know if we're looking at alpine are they gonna you know finish in in uh, for the rest of the races in the year Will they finish in a top 10? Yes. I do think that like more than 50% of the time, they're going to have at least one racer in a top 10 for sure. But we are 
two races in a row of them fucking up in some capacity. Right. I think that you got to get all that negative juju out, and I don't see Miami being the place to have that happen, especially because we saw last year there were a lot of overtakes that just like were not televised, which is a whole other thing about how last year's broadcast was a little bit more just like, look what we're doing versus right, like a race right. that was happening. You know, I this race, I just don't see both of them finishing. In my mind, though, I do have Gasly uh, not finishing over Akun. Uh, okay. You know, if I if I had to pick, you know, DNF aside, you know, I would pick a, a Bottas DeVries for sure. Um, you know, if, if Gasly or Akun don't finish, that's like one thing. But if I had to pick a natural bottom three, you know, past the DNFs, I'm going to throw Kevin Magnuson into the bottom three. I do yeah. not think that he has been driving well since uh, early on in the season. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Hulkenberg, it's not that he's driving great. He's just driving consistent, which is right. what Haas ultimately wanted to do. Haas wanted to leave this year without spending a shit ton of money. And Hulkenberg is that to them. And I think that he's going to continue helping them not spend a shit ton of money, but they're not going to be getting a lot of points out of him. So I do think that it's going to be Bottas, uh, DeVries, and Magnuson in a bottom uh, situation. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, every week we kind of like to go over outright uh, betting within the uh, different uh, team dynamics. You know, in the past, we've already talked about Alex Albon and we've talked about, we talked about uh, Williams. We've talked about Alpha Tauri. Let's talk about Haas. You know, we got Kevin Magnuson and Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, this is for the overall, you know, let's talk about this race. And let's talk about overall at the end of the season. Who do you have finishing uh uh, ahead Hulkenberg or Magnuson. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you kind of outlined it well. I think Hulkenberg is the more consistent driver. Uh, and, and again, you know, back in the league after a little bit of a break, he he wants to he wants to win over his teammates. Still, you can still you can tell he still kind of has that juice in him. Um, so yeah, I think I take Hulkenberg this weekend, and I'm probably taking him outright as well. I think he's just going to be more consistent throughout. I mean, obviously the Haas has had its problems this year already, uh, just with, with random engine issues that they're not really disclosing, but it's clearly affecting their qualifying and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I take Hulkenberg. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what the, the line is for them right now. Uh, but Hulkenberg seems like the safe bet as far as, uh, an outright over or, or for the season. Uh, for points for between the teammates. Yeah, I, I agree. And then I will also say there's an interesting point to this where like, now if the question was who has a better shot at stealing a pole position, you know, obviously Kevin Magnuson did last year in like a, a crazy fashion, right. you know, who has the shot at finishing on a podium? You know, it's funny in that like Nico is going to finish higher in the points in my, you know, that's what I kind of think. But I think Magnuson, does have the chance at like getting those flashier moments. Yeah. And I wonder if in the long run, you know, two years down the line, uh, you know, as Haas begins to look on to like what's next, you know, for their driver duo, you know, I do see those like weekends where, you know, Magnuson, you know, qualifies fifth somehow and ends up, you know, like flirting with a podium. That's the kind of stuff that kind of makes you stay. And it's the kind of things where when people are looking, you know, when Haas is looking out at people at, at the drivers that, that people like, I can see them looking at that as a way to kind of keep Magnuson, as a way that Magnuson would would stay within the Haas system. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, he is the guy that can do that. You know, maybe they'll try and get him to get some fastest laps or something like that at, at some point in the season if the yeah. car is capable of that. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, he's kind of like their more reckless driver, and not that he's reckless, but he he is the one that has the ability to kind of make those moments happen. Yeah, uh, this weekend with uh, with uh, Miami Grand Prix, I had I had a fun question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, who do you think's the most famous person is going to be there? <sighs> I don't. Who I mean, who's even famous anymore? You know what I mean? Uh, like, wow, man. It's uh, a- <laughs> <that's cheap. laughs> Jesus I, Christ, fuck, man. <laughs> the, who's what is fame, man? Uh, I don't. I, I, maybe the Kardashians show up. You know, I mean, it's, it's cross country, but it's a big event. It's Miami, baby. It's Miami. Um, yeah. I think maybe someone of their esque uh, makes makes a face appearance somewhere in the crowd or I don't think they talk to him. I don't think they give a fuck. But I, I, I think that you'll have a lot of those level of celebrities, probably a lot of Instagram models, probably the most famous Instagram sure. model you've never heard of is going to be walking around that paddock, you know, somewhere, uh, probably yeah. on the arm of our boy, Daniel Ricardo, just as a look. God. It's got to be amazing to be an F1 driver. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, ooh, that's a good Kardashian. I feel like you're right. I feel like at least one Kardashian is going to be there. You know, I don't even think Be- – I think Beyonce would go to Coda. So I was kind of thinking Coda. I don't think Taylor Swift would show up uh, just because of the Fernando Alonso stuff, weirdly. I think there was a chance that she would show up uh, for something like that. I had a hot take of, like, Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. That, know, that'd actually be really some- smart. So as, as like, like a I don't think this. Yeah, I don't think DeSantis is going to show up to this because I think that F one is a little bit like weirded out by him. Like yeah. I think that F one's F one's American audience isn't a lot of. It, it just doesn't seem like they're DeSantis dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you can't you can't vibe. ban the word word gay yeah. in your state and and also totally. you know not not look at Daniel Ricardo the way we do. You know what's crazy? Are you following up on the barstool stuff with with Mincy at all? No. One of one of the barstools. Uh, this is completely off topic. One of the barstool people uh, on his morning show was reading raps from his cell phone and accidentally like dropped an end bomb. Ooh. And yeah, and then they fired him like immediately. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wait, why was that? Why, why did that come up though? There's a reason why that came up. Anyways. Uh, I'm sure it was a good reason. I'm sure it was a good reason that definitely fit and had merit. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 how the the yeah. scholars will see it. Yeah, I would like the, I would like the record to state uh, to reflect yeah. my intentions. Um, so that's kind of all I got for uh, Miami. Any any last thoughts? Anything you got? No, I, uh, that pretty much sums it up for me. I mean, that's I'm excited for the race this weekend. I'm hoping for uh, a little bit more. Uh, excitement and edginess in the actual race. So we'll have yeah. to see how it plays out. Um, I'll be watching qualifying uh, right right at home for once. I won't be in an airport lounge mm. or, or running, you know, I, I watched half of this race while driving. My wife was watching it on my phone and just describing ha. it to me. Uh, so <laughs> that's how it's, inte- that's how they want you to watch it. Yeah. It's actually, F1 doesn't, doesn't talk about this often, but they would like uh, some people's wives to describe the races to yeah. more than them watching it. Yeah. So I'm excited for this weekend, man. Um, uh, where, where are you going to be this weekend? I mean, De- we're on a dark week from the Amazon show. So oh, I'm cool. going to be in Denver, uh, doing shows all weekend. Nice. Uh, fuck. That means I lose. The- God damn it. That means I got to get up at nine. Yeah, yeah, you lose the two hours. Now you're still up early. Damn it! I wasted. I wasted an American <laughs> Grand Prix. Um, I guess, like, last thing we should do before uh, we kind of end it is just, if you had to pick one big fucking 
jumbo-sized hot take for this weekend. What do you think is, like, the wacky thing that will happen this weekend? Logan Sargent is in the points this weekend. That's, hey. that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know how crazy and wacky that is. It's a home Grand Prix. You, everyone knows we love Logan Sargent around here, but he is getting his first F1 points at home in 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 front of his parents, in front of his hot mom, uh, and it's and oh. it's going to be exciting. Oh yeah, I bet that's a Zach Wilson. Kim Kardashian's going to come down and just fucking oh yeah, give him a big old hug and a wink. You know, I I think it's going to work out for him. Logan Sargent have a girlfriend. Let's look at this real quick. <laughs> Sergeant girlfriend. Let's see. He's gotta. Does not have a partner. Okay. Ladies. He's gonna have some fucking fun in Miami this weekend. That's the real hot thing. Oh god. Oh god. It's gonna be God, it's incredible to be a F1 I know. Uh my hot take is uh was in line with your Logan Sargent take. You ready for this? Yeah. It's not crazy. I think Al uh, I think Williams could get uh, double points. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Alvin Alvin Dr- Alvin's been driving decently. He He's has. been driving that car pretty decently and that combination of Logan Sargent racing at home and uh Alex Albon uh, you know, just wait racing as well as he's been racing. I, why not? Like yeah. it just, it, it fits, you know, especially when we consider the possibilities that Alpine fucks up again. Totally. Right. Totally. Both the idea that both Ferraris are finishing, that's yeah. just not happening. Probably not and happen. They're not finishing high. You know, the idea, you know, they just have to outperform alphas and house like that's, you know, totally doable. You know, yeah. that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm leading double Williams points i'm with you i'm with you on that i'm uh, hoping for no. it too i'll be i'll be wearing my logan sergeant jersey i'll be wearing the american flag i might grow a mullet who knows Anything can sure happen. Is, that, is that my my logan sergeant jersey is a jimmy butler miami heat jersey so <laughs> i can't fucking wear that let's go knicks baby yeah yeah good for you guys man i mean celtics are cruising too for us and rough one for yeah. the bruins but dude I, I said it right when it happened every single time a boston team has a perfect season or a near-perfect season, we get out in the first round of the playoffs. The Red Sox have done it, the Patriots have done it, and now the Bruins have done it. So, yeah, yeah. it, it was a tough one smart. to chew. But what are you going to do? This is, how Har- this is how Harvard approaches sports. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, right. Statistically, for the number one, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I also – I think what's funny about the Bruins uh, – sorry, about the Celtics was that they lost that first game without Joel Embiid. Right. Uh, against the 76ers, Joel Embiid comes back and they get fucking blown out by the Celtics in a way that made people think that, like, oh, series is done. There's yeah. no way. Like, that was it, and it is done. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. No, it'll, it'll be – I'm excited to watch the rest of that. I'm not a big basketball guy, uh, but any time the Celtics are in it, you got to give them the love. Yeah. Um I guess I, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. You got nothing else to say. You got anything else to say uh, no. about that? No, that's it, man. I mean, I hope everyone uh, enjoys the race this weekend. Uh, fun talking with you as always. Uh, and Yeah, man. Uh, for everybody else, follow us on social media. We're going to be cranking out the content here soon enough as we get things organized. Uh, thank you for the support yeah. so far. If you have questions or topics or articles or stories that you think we missed, email us at rocketmenpod at gmail.com, and we're happy to uh, go over those things with you guys. Uh, other than that, thank you. Enjoy the race weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Vroom, vroom!